congratulations, you. You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. Yes, you are. Joining me now is former Tongan international and current Pacific Rugby player CEO, Hale Tipol. Thanks for coming in. Kia ora, Casey. Pleasure, mate. First of all, you know, how have you been and how's the busy schedule going? Uh, all good, bro. Uh, just working from here, uh, supporting all our players in France, and um, can't wait to get over tomorrow. Yeah. Obviously, with the Rugby World Cup going on at the moment, and you know, as you said, just then you yourself attending soon, what have you made of how the Pacific Island teams have played so far? Uh, we all know, mate, we watched Fiji, uh, they, they're doing really well. And, and, and there's no secret to the success of the Drua. Mm-hmm. Um, it's benefiting their national teams. Um, the other two, Tonga and Samoa, there's a lot of work to do. It's a learning uh, uh, space where all the the players have come back to play for Tonga and Samoa, and I, I don't think we've got that mix right yeah. yet because uh, it's the first time that it's happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that we've got to l- look at uh, next round just to, to, to make sure that they're all aligned mm-hmm. and, and hopefully it'll get better next time around. You obviously touched on it a little bit there but you know Fiji have been one of if not their standout team of the World Cup so far you know even before the World Cup they were ranked quite high in the world rankings after defeating England in the warm-ups with a quarter-final appearance you know on the horizon for them what do you put their improvement down from from 2019 to this year as their four-year span? Uh, Fiji, they're, they're, they're always built different mm-hmm. compared to the other two islands. They're, they're naturally gifted, yeah. a big, strong, as, as you can see with the sevens. But two things I'll put it down to. Obviously, the player works hard. The, as I mentioned, the Drua, mm-hmm. the success of the Drua, um, it's got majority of the players are from their system. Mm-hmm. And then the coaching staff, they've got local... They've just changed their coaching staff with Vern Cotter moving on and Simon Ryalui, who who was the GM. And he's been around the Drua system also. Mm. And then he just brought in his own flavour, a little bit of tweak to what the Drua are doing. And then he got local coaches. Then he knew, he's played so many games for Fiji, he knew what World Cup uh, means to the country. Uh, he's brought in some interesting um, selections to, to his camp, not just the team, but the, the management team. So I'll take it down. I'll put it down to obviously the the, the Drua, but he's got a, a good knowledge of what personalities around the management that he should get in to make this a success. And I guess on the other side of that, you know, Tonga and Samoa, they've both been in tough pools, but I think they've still played well throughout the tournament so far. On the other side, what excites you about those two teams going forward? I hope they they keep the same squad moving forward and not chop and change because it's not going to help anyone. But I, I, there's a big future for Tonga and Samoa. Now, like I said earlier on, now the, the guys coming in to the Tonga and the Samoa the environment, they know the, what they expect now. It's not like yeah. how they were getting treated while they were in the Tier 1 team. Yeah. And the potential there, like Samoa's game against Japan, just unlucky with all the cars and injuries. They had a couple of injuries and in, in, in team um, issues leading up to to, the, to kickoff. Mm-hmm. Um, some people say it's, it's not an excuse, but and and Tonga they struggled the last the, the first two games, but they they put up a good fight against South Africa two days ago. And hopefully they can build on that momentum leading up to Romania and finish off strong. Mm-hmm. 
And the development of the Pacific Rugby game has been, you know, more of a focal point for World Rugby over the last four years than, you know, it has been perhaps in previous years. In your position, you get a front row seat to this development. What do you think has been the most important aspect or is the most important aspect to ensuring that the game continues to grow and the Pacific Nations continue to build? Uh, I think first we've got a we always uh, look to point at World Rugby, but we've got to sort out our governance structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's something that we've got to get involved. As from a player's perspective, we stay in our lane, but somehow now we've got to jump on and assist uh, our two teams or our two unions, uh, our three unions, but mainly Tonga and Samoa, just to get a good uh, good people that knows rugby and knows what to be done to make this work mm-hmm. so we've got to look at good governance and also the right people to, to, to go to meetings before rugby and say how do we what's the process to get more game with the tier one yeah. you know we can't just sit here and say we need more games with tier one what, how do you, what's the process to get there um, do we need to play a couple of games with uh, uh, emerging nations with tier two and then whatever the process is uh, we, we need to play regularly with, with, with some of the big dogs because like we mentioned in our meeting last week we can't continue this in a World Cup where teams are getting thrashed by yeah, 70 exactly. to 90 points you know yeah and I guess you yourself have competed at a World Cup way back in 2007 I think you might have even had dreads then or a funky hairstyle what was that experience like for you Man, I still remember that one. So go to a World Cup, and I was in the in England again, 2015. It's just a new buzz to go to a World Cup. You know, I've got a lot of mates who've played for the All Blacks in Australia, but never get to experience a World Cup. Um, it, it's it's your dream to go there because it's the pinnacle of playing Test rugby. Um, yeah. Fully enjoyed it. Uh, people everywhere, the the, the the country that hosted behind the 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 tournament and the teams and um, now I love it man uh, experience of a lifetime um, yeah. you know I encourage everyone to, to try to play in a World yeah. Cup if they can yeah. and in that World Cup was the legendary game between Tonga and Samoa I don't want to bring up how the match ended for you but on the yeah. occasion itself what was one of the highlights of the game for you oh, oh that, that game uh, to win um, the, the funny stats the case was our game Tonga versus Samoa it, it was the first game to be sold out yep. for that World oh, okay. Cup it wasn't uh, uh, England versus South Africa because everyone knew that we were just going to go out there and yeah. you know headhunt each other and then Samoa beat Tonga uh, two months prior in the PNC we got smashed by 50 points mm-hmm. and um, we turned up and then just um, we were on uh, we played really well uh, some good footy and just hustle mm-hmm. Um, and we ended up winning the game, but uh, unfortunately, I was I got put in the, the naughty chair for yeah. the last ten minutes. And that was obviously a big thing of the game as well. I think you had a couple cards as well as your red card, and was still able to overcome that and get the win. Yeah, I, I got you know the the adrenaline, the excitement of the occasion just got to me yeah. <laughs> a bit too much, and I got warned so many times about the ref when I was listening. Yeah. Um, so I got sent to the. I got sent off, and I actually walked off the stadium because it was a big game, big occasion. I was like, "Flip the boys on it! They're going to smack me for yeah. for for this." So I walked off. I went and got changed. Walked off the stadium, out of stadium. Was like, "Man, what have I done here?" And then on my way out, 
someone told me, yeah, like the, the, the game's done and we've won. So I came back running. If you see all the photos there, if you ever go look at the photo, I'm on my journals in a T-shirt. So I've just run back from outside the stadium. Yeah. I guess I was forgiven as well from the boys since he's got the game or did you still, they still give you a bit of stick for it? No, oh, no, nah, everyone forgot about it because they're too, too uh, busy rahooing around. Yeah. But um, no, that's good times, man. And most of the time, one boys are good friends of ours, eh? Yeah. So we um, we enjoyed a couple of beers after that. Yeah, and um, your work with Pacific Rugby players, you know, coincides with the International Rugby Players Association. And at the most recent meeting, Ireland legend Brian O'Driscoll called for Tier One nations to take a longer term approach to developing the sport. For Tier Two nation sides like the Pacific Nations, what does that mean for them? It I mean uh, the 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 progress in the. Um, and moving forward for all those tier two emerging nations will massively jump to a higher level, mm-hmm. um, you know, because you can't uh, train or get what you do from playing regular against some big, big, good games like a tier one and that. So, like I say, it's easy for us to say, yeah, this has got to be hip. This is what it's going to make the the Pacific Island teams improve, but. Like I say, uh, I said you got to have the right people there and the right approach. So that's what we've got to work on. You can't just send in Sione to go to rugby and fight and say we need to play the All Blacks every year. Yeah. You know, you got to show. But well, rugby is quite. Yeah. They'll listen if you give them a, 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 of your view and your vision to improve the the tier two or the emerging nations. And then just outline everything, and you got a good personalities and characters to get your point across without sounding too, you know. And then it all works. So I'm pretty keen to jump in, jump out of our lane, and try to assist our unions with that. Going forward, yeah. And finally, you know, obviously you're going over there. A few games coming up. We've got Fiji versus Portugal, Samoa versus England, and Tonga versus Romania. How do you see these games going? Man. well, we're fingers crossed that Fiji will, will get on top, but it won't be easy. Yeah. Portugal's got nothing to lose, and they're, they're pretty good, man. Mm-hmm. Um, they just need one point. Uh, that, man, I, I think Samoa will surprise England. a lot of people. Yeah, yeah they'll come out firing, and and then Tonga, they, they might be a bit too strong for Romania, where half of the Romanian teams are Tongan. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah. So I'll go, I'll go there. I'll, I'll go straight. I'll arrive on Friday. Go straight to Lille, where it's never happened before. But Tonga and Samoa are playing on the same stadium Saturday, yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So I'll get up there. Then uh, we've got a lot of meetings that week at the quarterfinal. Then shoot over to Fiji, England. Yeah, hopefully yeah. Uh, quarterfinal. Yeah. And so you're um, hanging around for that. And would you, if say, if Fiji keep going on, you'll just stay. Yeah, I'll, I'll do the semis, but I'll, I'll, I'll do that, and then we'll come back up to Paris for the ABs uh, Island, yep. and then got some other catch up there. We got uh, interesting catch up there. We're trying to launch a global player reti- a retired um, player funding. Oh, okay, yeah. so we're gonna launch it on the seventeenth um, with Colin Smith, uh, Richie McCaws here. Yeah. Uh, not name drop him, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Johnny Wilkinson, all those big dogs, yeah. mate. So they're all supporting that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to put these fellas in front for yeah. all the sponsors and anyone else to buy into. Yeah, 100%. Thank you for listening to a Radio One ninety one FM podcast. There's heaps more at r1.co.nz.